Hi everyone, welcome back to Girl Let's Talk About It, brought to you by Hannah Carroll and Stell Allen. The podcast bringing women together to have real and seriously deep conversations about love, life, health, and everything in between. We are so excited to have you here with us and to explore today's topic with you, which is all about conscious romantic relationships. <laughs> to kick this off, we thought it would be fitting to address some of the biggest myths and expectations around relationships. Estelle, do you want to take us through them? I would love to. So some of the biggest myths and expectations around relationships include both people have to have all of their quote-unquote shit together or be perfect. Amazing relationships don't require work or moving through challenges. (laughs) Men and women are the same in relationship. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not at all. Relationships are going to be sunshine, butterflies, and rainbows all the time. And therefore, they will always be smooth sailing. You should be able to read each other's minds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Can you, can you read your partner's mind? I'm pretty special. Have you, oh, you've got special powers. You, oh my God. <laughs> Another person will complete you. Another person needs to be your everything. Sex and intimacy should be amazing and effortless all the time. Okay. What do you think about those? What do you think, guys? You know, does that sound like you've got all of that in your relationship? Oh, tick. Um, yeah. Tick, everybody. I'm sun- I don't know about you. I'm sunshine butterflies and all, the time. all the time. Yeah. No, yeah. no challenges ever. 100%. No, not really. We're joking. We're joking. <laughs> um, I think, you know, this is an, these are the expectations that a lot of people have going mm, into relationships. And it can kind of set us up for a little bit of failure, can't it? (laughs) Because, I mean, when you're going into it with those expectations, I mean, it's just... And it doesn't match that, like... It's going to lead to a bit of a breakdown. So this is, I guess, this area now we want to chat about is this breakdown of the traditional paradigm. Yeah, because relationship, as we know it, is really changing now. Oh, 100%. So Take it away, Han. I think that, you know, there's these expectations, people going into relationships... And then, um, sorry guys, Estelle's looking at me laughing. No, I'm just smiling. I'm happy. I'm happy today. <laughs> um, but also a lot of us are living on autopilot today. And I think we don't also, also really take the time to get to know who we are and what's, a value, what's, value, what's our values. Sorry. <laughs> and in relationships, yeah. aligned values are everything. Oh my say. God. I mean, it's, yeah. It's absolutely everything. I don't think... You know, I think when it comes to relationships, like, you don't have to have the same personalities. It's important for us to not get that confused. Like, values is like, you know, like, what do you actually value in life? What do you value in a relationship? What do you want out of life? Because if you're you're creating a life, if you're trying to create a life with someone in a relationship, um, particularly if it's a long-term relationship, then if you're not aligned, that's, like, massive. I think the key key is that you actually know what your values are Mm. because if you go into a relationship and you don't know what they are it's going to be very confusing well it's kind of like if you if you don't have that it's like a filter yeah like if you don't have your filter set up say if you're out in the dating world and you meet someone and if you don't know your own values and you meet someone and they like clearly like you can tell what theirs are and you actually don't know what yours are you're not going to be able to really know, okay, is this person going to be able to meet well, me? Can you connect with them? And also yeah. you might be influenced by someone else's values mm. in a relationship and then get a couple of years down the track and be like, oh, wait, I'm really feeling conflict, like deep in my like soul. Like what yeah. is going on? Absolutely. So I think it's really key to get to know yourself. And 
this always comes back to every conversation we have and I think you guys will see a running theme as well with the topics that we share on the podcast any I think relationship is always like you can always like bring it back to you and I think first and foremost like yeah making sure that you're doing all of these things for yourself first And I think we feel like that traditional paradigm we were saying and these expectations has led to, um, I guess, these skyrocketing rates of divorce mm. in the last couple of decades. Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of people are unhappy and unsatisfied with their relationships. And just, again, comes back to maybe they don't know who they are and what their values are. And they also probably don't have the tools to make mm. a relationship thrive. And I don't think it's no one's fault. We haven't been given them, have we? I was just... I'm just thinking, well, like, we, we, don't, ever, get taught, we don't ever get taught that stuff. talk about it? It's kind of like, okay, we've taught you all these other things at school and, you know, you go through university and we've taught you these things and it's like, all right, just going to throw you out there in terms of the realm of relationship and being able to relate mm. to another human being. Good luck. Yep. Make it work. Haven't given you any tools. Go for it. I think only when you, like, explore this stuff for yourself yep. can you really start to, like, build a bit of a toolkit in terms of making a relationship thrive because yeah. there really isn't any other time that we're taught this stuff. Oh, my gosh, no. And I remember, like, you know, like probably about like three, four years ago, I was kind of like, oh, shit, I don't know anything about. Mm. Like, I just kind of get in a relationship and wing it. Yeah. And then it, like, you know, when it fails, you're kind of like, well, surely there's, like, a better formula. Like, yeah. surely I can educate myself yeah. on what's the best chance of giving this relationship mm. oh, 100%. the opportunity to thrive yeah and i think if like looking at this traditional paradigm for relationships as well if we look like going far back for women in particular i think relationships were more about you know security mm. and you know there's other things about power and status but i think a big thing for women was security because we didn't have that opportunity to go out into the workforce and be financially empowered, we were a lot more reliant on men. Um, And, I mean, it's amazing today, current Mm. generations, we're now in this unique position of actually questioning, okay, why are we in relationships and Mm. what is the purpose of them? We're probably, like, one of the first few generations to actually be able to really have choice in who we choose to be in a relationship with. Yeah, women in particular. You know, it's no longer a matter of, scarcity security status you know i think it's about finding like a mutual purpose and aligned values and you know we always say that's the key to a thriving mm. long-term relationship yeah like ev- like even the dialogue of with your partner like what's the purpose mm. of our relationship is it to have a family is yeah. it to help each other grow is it you know like to have greater impact in the mm. world as a you know as a team like what what's the relate what's the purpose of the relationship yeah. It's really exciting that we get to oh, yeah. ask that question now instead of just choosing someone based off all those other things. I think there's so many traditional paradigms in society that are being broken down right now. Oh, and this not is, just in relationship, no, in like everything. But this is like, this is a big <laughs> Having one. Having like a rebirth. And it's, um, it's shifting us towards this new form of love, conscious love, mm. conscious partnerships and conscious relationships. Mm. So, okay, on that note, shall we move on and... Talk about our definition of conscious relationships. Yeah, let's do it. You want to share? Absolutely. So I'm going to share with you guys what our definition is of this. Now, this is completely like open to, you know, 
interpretation, everyone's definition of conscious relationship is going to be different yeah. and their experience of relationship is going to be different. But for us, it's two people committed to each other with a purpose to evolve and grow, not only just as a couple, but act as individuals as well, and to always encourage and support and that. And supporting each other in that growth. Yeah, Because definitely. you don't want one person to be growing and the other person stagnant. Yeah. That causes friction and misalignment. Oh. So committed to growth together. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's to help each other expand more than you could alone. And I think that's the unique power of a relationship nowadays with this different, you know, like when you're asking like, what's the purpose of relationship? Like you've got two people who, if you're on like a similar path, like more, like if you were single, I really don't, this is just my opinion. I really think when you're in a relationship, you like growth is like trip, like just, yeah. Well, the other person is also a reflection and we're going to touch on this later. Mm. They're like a mirror for you. Yeah. So they're going to help you, mm. give you insights that you might not have necessarily been able to see on your own. And that really helps you up level and when you've got someone who can they see. They push you. And yeah. 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 I, I love that point about, yeah, the expansion mm. and the growth. Yeah. It's just massive. Like when you when you get into a relationship and if you can be conscious of what's going on in the relationship and be committed to growth together, like, oh, my God, in such a short amount of time, you could be, you know, two completely different people just 100%. by encouraging each other to grow. Yeah. So it's also, um, to, I would say, a really important piece to this puzzle is that it's it's important that as best you can to be two people who come from a place of wholeness. Now, I'm not saying that, like, you have to be, like, all perfect and have all of your shit together, but just, like, to build yourself up to that level where... I think it's a foundational of knowing yeah. who you are. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. we said at the start, like, who are you? What are your values? Mm-hmm. And... It, you do learn this over time. Like mm. looking back at my early 20s, I didn't really know that. So it is it is challenging. So if you're someone, you know, maybe that is in your, like the start of your 20s or even if you're at the start of your 30s and you still don't fully know, I mean, it takes our whole life, I yeah. think, to really know that. But I think just having journey. that foundational level of who am I, taking the time to really understand that mm. and, yeah, what what are my core values? What do mm. I want for my life? What's important to me? Yeah. So I think we can all we can all get there and understand that. Definitely. And I think another element to that is as best you can coming from a place of not needing someone to like, you know, like we said in the mist, to complete, complete you. you. Because yeah. like if you're coming from that place of lack or, you know, and then you go out and you meet someone, your choice of who you'll, you know, choose to be with is going to be like totally different if yeah. like your wholeness is at a higher level yeah like you don't have to have all your shit together but you do want to know who you are and you also want to not feel like you need someone to complete you because 100%. I think when you're coming from that place it's yeah I love I love this next point and that is that two people despite what challenges arise mm. they're committed to moving through fear together and they choose mm. love together as often as you can and that is a practice. It's a practice. It's challenging. It's an art form. <laughs> but when you can come from that place of love yeah. instead of fear. Yeah. Oh, it's so different. Oh, it's when so, you experience that. Yeah, it's it's so different. And I think in a like in a conscious romantic relationship, like if you're not committed to stepping into love and if you're not committed to moving through your fear. 
it's like it's just not fulfilling, you know, like it's not fulfilling yeah. to be in a relationship. Yeah, you're stuck. You're stuck. You're stagnant. Yeah. And if you don't step forward, you know, through growth and through the challenges within a relationship, yeah, it's just nowhere near as rewarding. And I think, yeah, we already touched on this, but constantly growing together, mm. expanding. I mm-hmm. mean, to me, that makes me feel alive. Mm-hmm. Um, being stuck. And stagnant is just it holds you back in oh, life. It's, it's the, the worst, worst feeling. It's and the worst feeling. To me, when you know I'm growing, when my partner's growing, feels oh, good. I feel so good. Yes. I feel Feels alive. like flow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's the most rewarding part about bringing like consciousness and awareness to your relationships is you can see what's going on. You've got two people who are you know taking ownership and responsibility, and we'll talk about that later. Mm. It's exciting because you really do have the opportunity to move beyond where you've been before and to move through challenges and to grow. So, And you get to – it's a blessing. You get to grow yourself, but you also get to see the person that's that most love. important to you. You get to witness them growing. Yeah. Which is oh, amazing. It's, it's the best. So let's talk – okay, so in this episode, we really wanted to dive into sort of like our conscious romantic relationship 101s. Yep. And, you know, for this is, these are things that if you're wanting to deepen your relationship, these are just really going to help you up level in your relationship. Lay the foundations. Yeah. Lay the foundations for cultivating a really deep love um, within a conscious relationship. Yeah. And look, it's important that, you know, we're not saying that you know, we're experts or (laughs) by no means, by no (laughs) means. And we are not perfect in our relationships no. not one bit and we don't do these things perfectly all the time but we know or, or are they what you know every every relationship is different mm. it's unique yeah but we these are the topics that we always come back to oh, don't we we are always talking about them and yeah. we i guess that's the thing we know that these are so important for a thriving relationship and we're both committed in our relationships to yeah, doing this, yeah, you know? Yeah, 100%. So, you know, everyone's relationship is going to be different and everyone's definition might be slightly different um, because every unique, yeah. every relationship every is unique. unique yeah. yeah. So let's dive into these. So we're going to be talking about today communication, love languages, ownership and responsibility for your shit. <laughs> so that's a big one self-acceptance and finally we'll touch on sexuality and physical intimacy because this is the glue and it's so taboo oh but like but it's let's glue. just talk about it it's the glue we've got to talk about it um okay so to kick it off let's talk about communication and this is something that estelle and i talk about daily all the time communication <laughs> is everything it really is if you don't communicate how can your partner know what your needs are and vice versa? Because I mean, like really, I said earlier, they like, can't read your mind. As far as I know, like we haven't developed super skills to no. read each other's minds. No. So I think, yeah, in terms of communication, like our partners, they teach us and we teach them. Mm-hmm. So it is our responsibility to tell them what's important to us. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. it just, if we don't tell them, how yeah. are they meant to know? How do they know? Well, and that's our role as, yeah. you know, as partners to each other. Our role is to be a really great teacher to that person to help 
help them understand what's going through our mind, how we're feeling, what's important to us, what we we, need. And how we feel loved. Yeah. Because if you can be an amazing teacher to your partner, then, you know, they're going to be able to really take that on board and show up for you in the way that you You need need them to. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, the need. Yeah. We're going to talk about that later. Yeah. um, I think, you know, your partner is your mirror Mm -hmm. as well. And I touched on this. They can see parts of yourself that you can't see. And I think they are one of the best people to offer insights Mm -hmm. into opportunities for you to grow. And obviously when it's communicated from a place of love. But they really are like, they can just offer you so many incredible insights. There's so many things that like I can't see. see Yeah. That, you know, not just like my romantic relationship, but like, you know, like even things that you might be able Mm. to see and stuff like that. Like when you're not in, like when you're in that, you're you're observing. you're observing. You're observing. It's different. Great work. It's, yeah. You're observing. So it's like you can see so much more. Yeah. Um, the next thing is radical honesty. Like when it comes to your communication, you've got to both be, I think, I, you've got to both be committed to being radically honest with each other. You can't be scared no, to but discuss different topics. That's not to say that sometimes it is scary. Oh, I'm not saying it's not scary. <laughs> I'm just saying that the biggest thing is to move through, through that fear. fear. Yeah. As we defined yeah. at the start in a conscious yeah. relationship, you move through the fear. Mm. Mm. I'm like generally speaking, like when I know in my relationship I've got to be radically honest and I've got to say something which is like on my heart or something I've been thinking and feeling, like I'm petrified. Oh, yeah. I, you, it can sometimes take me a couple oh, of days yeah, to like to kind of get just, the throat chakra moving. Yeah, to feel like... I'm ready to express it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, even though it's uncomfortable, um, I would say particularly too, if you're in the initial phases of a Mm. relationship, like in those initial stages of building that, you know, trust and, you know, that kind of like container where honesty is like, is valued. But I think being always being honest is key to any relationship. And, and, and on that, like, you can be radically honest, and I think it's so important, but how you communicate, your language, oh, the yeah. tone of your voice yeah. is so important. So I think trying as best as you can to come from a place of love. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say, like, so in terms of hurtful. language, like, can you, can you stay connected to, like, your heart and to love when you're expressing what you need to express? Yeah. That yeah. is, like, the greatest practice. Mm. Um, and, like, communicate when you're trying, like, when you're communicating in this way, it really does require a deep intimacy with your own emotions, emotions, you know, and then willingness to, to share in that really like intimate place with your partner. So, you know, if there's something on your heart that you need to communicate, you need to know within like your own body. Okay. Well, like, how am I feeling? Um, what does this mean that I need? What do I actually need Mm. to express as a result of this? And then being willing to, be vulnerable in order to reach intimacy mm. with your partner so they can actually know what's going on for you yeah. and you can communicate that to yeah. them. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think something else that's really important within communication is developing like a lover's code or a couple's mm. culture. You know, this is something that my partner and I have explored and we really like. And it doesn't have to be this big, you know, <laughs> over-the-top thing, but I think it's just having this mutual respect yeah. and kind of, it's kind of nice to create it together. So I think it, you know, 
it could be things like when times get harder and you have disagreements or whatever it is, how do you approach that? How do you deal with that together? Um, so some things for like knee nights, like, you know, never go to bed angry at each other, like never walk away from each other without resolving something. You know, oh, we yeah, always say, huge. I love you um, when we're parting ways, whether it's in the morning or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, we make each other a priority. We say that to each other that, each other is You're a priority, priority. Yeah. Um, whether it's like date nights you know or a day on the weekend just being your day you know you you create mm-hmm. things that makes your relationship unique that you know yeah is like your like little code mm. it's like I what you agree upon to yeah. feel like satisfied and loved and, and then, oh I love doing it oh yeah um and I think another part of that is understanding each other's love languages Mm. Which we're now, this is a good segue. We're going to dive into love, love languages. <laughs> um, now, take it away, Stella. Okay, love languages. So I would say, like, I probably came across this concept uh, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say around that same time where I had the same epiphany of, oh, shit, I really don't have the tools in relationships. And I read, so there's a book. There's a book by Gary Chapman. It's called The, love, the Five Love Languages. And he's got different, like, versions and iterations of it for like singles children yeah or couples um and it was like a game changer Mm. like reading this book and understanding that yeah there's so there's five love languages and understanding what they are knowing what yours are and knowing what your partners are it made me really look and reflect upon all the relationships Mm. i would had in my life so far and i'm like well a lot of the conflicts or like issues that we had which led to the breakdown of the relationship is that those core like languages the way that each person receives love were not being met and therefore you didn't feel loved in the relationship Mm. and when you don't feel loved in the relationship the whole thing just yeah and I think deteriorates the like I think it comes back to again like do you know what your love languages Mm. are like and are are you able to communicate that to your partner Mm. because if you don't first know what they are for yourself and you can't communicate to your partner, then how can they show they might you. be they might be showing you love in a way and they're really putting a lot of time and energy and love into it and you might appreciate, it, but maybe it's not like your core primary love languages. So you're feeling like the areas that are really most important to you are not being met. met. So and it's again that vice versa, you know, like your partner, if you don't know what their their like core love languages are and you're pouring love into a different area you know there's just that you know conflict so So I think it's just yeah let's give a specific like okay so for anyone who doesn't know like if you're kind of there like what the heck is a love language you want to quickly go over let me give a little summary so you've got physical touch Mm -hmm. quality time gifts Mm -hmm. acts of service and words of Affirmation. affirmation So that's just like a really brief summary of what the five yeah. languages are. Now, each person could have multiple ways. Yeah. That, and it's like people have preferences for how they want to receive love. People also have preferences for how they want to give love. Mm-hmm. So a specific example of what you were just talking about, to give you guys like an idea of like, say your primary love language was quality time and your partner had a preference for giving love through gifts. Say they're, like, putting all this, like, thought and they're, like, spending all this money or whatever to, like, give you gifts and thinking that they're really showing that they love you. 
Meanwhile, on the inside, you're like, oh, but I'm just, like... I just want you to I just want sit on the couch with me and cuddle yeah, me. Yeah, and, and just cuddle me and just talk and, like, just the two of us. Or I want to go on a hike, just the two yeah. of us. Or I want to have time away together. Yeah. That is, that is where you can see that real conflict of yeah. opposing love languages and two people who maybe don't understand mm. what they each prefer yeah. and then also what their partner has a preference yeah. for so they can just show up. Yeah. And help fulfill their partner's yeah. needs in that sense. And I think it's a process of also like having the conversation mm. about what each other's love languages are in a relationship mm. and then working towards a place where you're fulfilling them mm. for each other. It's not like overnight. No. Know, it's like, and I think you know, I think it's important to acknowledge too that your love languages can change. So you might yeah. at one point really value words of affirmation and then at another point in your life you know you might really appreciate gifts or physical Based touch on where the stage of life you're at yeah so, like for me personally and you're the same mm. <laughs> um we have the exact and I, it's quality time and physical touch so yeah. my partner nate he knows that it's so important to me mm. and he does an amazing job i'll say he does a really amazing job it's yeah you know, it's taken us time to get to a place where we can fulfill each other's love languages and he's mm. got slightly different ones to me. But it's, I don't know, I love I love knowing what his are and being able to fulfill them and make. Because mm. in a relationship, we're going to make each other happy. So Absolutely. it just really helps. I think it's like gives you that deeper level, that insight into knowing what really fulfills and what makes someone feel loved. Yeah, definitely. I would say that, you know, for me, like before I met my partner Nate, mm. Like, in my previous relationship, my love language wasn't so much physical touch. It was actually quality time. Yeah. And I wasn't getting that. And then – and I would I would actually, like, put the majority of that relationship, like, breaking down was to that. Really? I, my love wow. language, yeah. Just, you know, like, it was so important to me. And I'm just like, well, I'm not feeling like I'm being met. I'm not feeling loved. Mm. And just, like, when I reflect upon my journey with exploring this and then now with my partner, Nate, you know, like, I I really use my voice to say to him, like, you know, in, in the early phases of our relationship and then, you know, reminding him that this is what's really important to me is that we spend time together, that we have that physical mm. touch and intimacy and, I'm, you know, you're cuddling mm. me and kissing me and that's what I really need. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's an ongoing journey as well mm. that's, you know, maybe sometimes you have to remind your partner, hey, you know, this is really important to me. <laughs> you know, I feel like maybe it hasn't been. We haven't maybe had, had this that, as much yeah, lately. Yeah. Can we sort of give it Make a little bit more time. of a focus? Yeah, definitely. So I think it's that ongoing yeah. awareness and communication. And that's where I think, like, this serves as a really powerful tool for you in relationship. If you can, that's the thing, a conscious relationship is just being aware of what's going on. So things happen in life circumstances Mm. happen where say maybe it doesn't get focused on for a little bit and you start to recognize oh that love language of mine isn't really being met being met and then it's just about expressing it with love to your partner about saying hey this is really important to me (laughs) this is really important to me um can we like you said can we focus on it Mm. and that's where I think it's really empowering because that's a tool that when instead of sticking our head in the sand about like what's going on in the relationship it's just like voicing it addressing it as a couple and then moving through yeah and doing what needs to be done in order to preserve both people feeling like they're loved and appreciated and valued through the language that they prefer yeah 
So I think that that is just like a well, powerful concept. Well said, sister. Thanks, sweetie. <laughs> so the next point we want to touch on, the next thing that I think is really important in deepening a relationship is is owning, owning <laughs> is taking ownership and responsibility for your shit. So what we mean by this is like coming into a relationship, are you aware of how you habitually show up in your relationships? It's important to be aware and communicate to your partner why you show up the way you do. It really helps them to understand you. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps you both get through, I mean, move through that growing process. Definitely. So when we say, yeah, ownership and responsibility for your shit, what, what kind of things are we talking about? So when we say that, we're talking about things like emotional baggage, childhood trauma, habits. So, mm-hmm. you know, like a closure, distance, avoiding. How do you, yeah, so how do you yeah. react in arguments? Yeah. You know. Yeah, what's like your pattern? Like, do you do you go to walk away and like, and then that's breaking the lover's code? Or do you of, blow up and get super yeah. angry? <laughs> or do you just go, I can't handle this. And, and close yeah. off. And you just close off. Or, you know, it's also things like triggers. So things in a relationship might you know, trigger each person differently. Mm-hmm. Um, we might, based off upon, you know, emotional baggage that we're carrying or childhood experiences, have triggers to certain, like, situations. Yeah. So I know for me, like, a trigger for me is, like, I, and you're the same, right? Cannot stand confrontation. Mm. Like, and conflict. Yeah. Like, it just makes me feel yeah. really uncomfortable yeah. just from, like, a childhood yeah. setting. I just, yeah. you know, it triggers me. So... I've really expressed that to my partner in saying that, look, like, you know, like if there is something, you know, that we need to talk about, that's why I think communicating with love and having that as a part Mm. of your culture is so important because each person can get really triggered in different situations. Mm. And it's about, you know, and we always talk about this. This is just like as an example, we always talk about this. When I feel like really deeply about something, I'm like full cut off at the throat. Oh yeah. Like I get super triggered. Can't swallow. Can't swallow. Can't speak. A lump in your throat. Yeah. Can't speak and express out of my, through my voice. Yeah. So. Which also shows that it's something that really needs to come out. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Your body's saying, hey. Block here. Awareness. Awareness, please. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awareness here. Voice. Use it. So, you know, even in that situation, like knowing that okay expressing to your partner I'm just having some difficulty right now because there's something on my heart that I need to talk about I'm just feeling a little bit triggered I'm struggling to get my words Mm. out and use my voice my throat feels a little bit Mm. blocked yeah just knowing your triggers is so important so important yeah um another part of ownership and responsibility is like hurtful behavior um none of us are perfect in a relationship and I think there are moments where you know like things get the better of us. And I think it's being able to apologize for if you do have a tendency towards that sort of behavior, then just being willing to like take, like we're saying, take ownership, take responsibility and apologize. And like in that sense, like ownership of whatever is coming up for you and how you're showing up in a relationship plus the communication with your partner, like this stuff is key to moving through anything and, and together we, we all come to relationships with stuff yeah that's with the reality shit and emotional and i think it's just how what's our awareness of it yeah and you know how we show up like yeah do we let that then do we really pull that into our next relationship mm. how does it impact our next relationship mm. are we aware of it how do we communicate with 
to it to our partner and how do we move through that with them well I think I think too like when you um like you said do you pull it into your relationship Mm. it's kind of like when you shine a light on things like emotional baggage childhood traumas habits triggers things like that when you shine a light on it you're able to break it down a little bit and it's not kind of like this unconscious force which is like Mm. getting muddled into your relationship and Mm. do you know what I mean like getting in the way and you're not aware of it and you're not I think it. there are also things that, as much as you might try to hide from them, mm. you can't. They'll show up. Yeah. You know, they'll yeah. show up. Yeah. And so I think, like you said, shining a light on them, mm. communicating, working through them, mm. it's key. One of my, one of our favorite uh, relation, like someone I really look to for relationship um, guidance and just wisdom is John Wineland. And one yeah. of, I just was smiling as you were saying that because one of the things he says is like, there's this concept of like relational karma, mm. like that you kind of will attract a partner who does like trigger all your stuff in order to heal it and move beyond it help you grow so I was just I was just kind of having a little smoke about that when yeah. you said like sometimes you might just want to be like no I don't want to like I don't want to deal with it don't want to deal it with it don't want to it's like you're gonna and you're most likely gonna end up with someone who's literally gonna push the exact buttons you've got no choice and it's the, the best thing to be ever pushed, so you can just move through that <laughs> it is the best thing ever not to say that it's not challenging sometimes okay we could keep talking on that topic. yeah yeah that's a whole other topic but so I wait think, okay yeah I think we should move on to the next one. Let's okay. Self acceptance. Ooh. Self acceptance is key. Self acceptance in in all aspects of your life is key. And we love this quote by Brene Brown. Do you want to read it? Actually, you read. I, I do. I yeah, do. you read it. I really love it. <laughs> you read it still. True belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. Vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. And I think, you know, when you don't reveal all of you, your imperfections and all, I mean, how can your partner fully love you yeah. if you don't reveal yourself and if you don't fully love and accept yourself? Hundred mm. mm. percent. I think, like, I think as like one of my what I believe, Brene. Like, it's just trying to say, like, if you're not actually being the real you, you won't ever really feel like you belong or that you're loved because you know on some level that you're holding back. And therefore, it's like, well, am I really loved for all of who I am? But it's like when you can reveal all of it, even all the messy stuff, reveal even all it. the shit. And, and be okay with it. Yeah, and, and accept, accept it yourself. yourself. Acceptance is key. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, self-love. I mean, you set the standard, Yeah. you know, for how you want to be treated by your partner. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you don't... Your respect for yourself. Yeah. And if you don't love yourself... Like, if you don't love yourself deeply as well, and maybe you're not in a relationship yet, like, you'll never feel worthy of that amazing relationship. Of a good relationship. And that happens to so many people. They don't feel like they're worthy, and they get stuck in relationships where they're not being treated right, or they're and they are unhappy. Yeah. Because they don't feel like they're worthy of something more. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, that's a big one for women. I think... um, you know, self-acceptance and love, it allows us to set boundaries, clearer boundaries, yeah. and assert our needs and values and relationships as well. Mm. And if you, like, 
Like you need to be able to, when it comes to like your boundaries, your needs and your values. Yeah. It's about knowing that you're worthy of having those, that you accept them for yourself and that you can lay them out to your partner. Mm. Um, I think another point on this as well is that we really do cultivate love when we start to allow our most vulnerable self, you know, to be deeply seen and known by others. Um, you know, like we offer that to someone and then that's what builds trust, respect, you know, when people can meet you in that Mm. with love. I definitely feel like it's been that for me. Yeah, no, Mm. me too. Like I definitely think, yeah, like even though it's really scary to reveal so much of all of who you are to someone, when when your partner like is able to receive that with love, it's like the most healing experience Mm. because you're kind of like, I do okay, so I really do believe that like self love is key to a degree before a relationship. I also have this, it's kind of like a conflicting belief actually, where it's like I actually do believe like a really beautiful relationship can actually help you to love yourself deeper. Oh, than the foundation. You know what I mean? In my relationship, I feel like I had a respect Mm -hmm. and a love for myself. Mm -hmm. But in my relationship now, Mm. my partner has just like taken that to like a totally different level because yeah they love he loves me so much and he really it really makes me sometimes like be like okay yeah like I can I love this part of <laughs> you know yeah. like so I think yeah. sometimes again they bring out the best the in best you. you they help you grow and like I think again they they see parts of you that you might not be able to see mm-hmm. so maybe there's parts of you that are incredible that you haven't necessarily seen and they help you yeah. realize that so I love that point yeah Kind of, yeah. Bottom sister. Thing. Thanks, girl. So final ugh, final topic, and it's very taboo, but hey, where this is girl, let's talk about it. So we're going to dive into it. Let's talk about sex. Okay. So it's, it's the glue, so we need to talk about it. Sexuality and intimacy in mm-hmm. our society, for some reason, is very taboo. Mm-hmm. It just, it's like you mention the word Starting and to people change. get very awkward uncomfortable uncomfortable and the thing is it really is the glue it's in a relationship glue. well in an intimate okay. relationship at least for you and i for you and i glue. we can't sorry we, we can't speak for everyone but from speaking to friends and other people mm-hmm. and other women it seems to be the glue i think i think it's the glue yeah, yeah. for many people yeah. but i think it's also something that you know, maybe it's not a focus area. Mm, it's an area that people yeah. haven't necessarily focused mm. their energy on. You mm. know, they've focused on other aspects of the relationship, but not necessarily on the, the intimacy side. And the connection yeah, of that. Maybe yeah, maybe that's leading to a bit of a breakdown. Yeah. Like, I would, I think that, you know, like, that was one of my commitments to myself this year. Like, I really want to explore this well both of us both of us yeah both of us we've we're said on this to each journey. other we're on this journey I'm just like super fascinated like we're super fascinated with the womb and any like emotional blockages there we just want to really like I think fully embody our sexuality and feel empowered yes. as a woman yeah in our sexuality and intimacy oh massively and which is why I'm like I want to go to a tantra retreat like fully I'm gonna go to a tantra and retreat look like year. us saying that we don't just say it with, like, no vulnerability attached. Like, it's a little bit vulnerable to say this out loud. It still feels a little bit taboo in society, so it is vulnerable to admit that. But it is – it really – I don't know. 
It's I just important. think more and more I'm starting to realize, okay, this is so important. Like how we intimately, phys- like physically and emotionally through intimacy connect with our partner is so important. Why don't we all go and explore? And like, it's, it's not just about sex. Mm. It's about, for me, it's about getting to know my body on a way deeper level. Like my womb, what it means to me, what it tells me, how it guides me, how it leads me through my life. And then how that, like the position it places me in then in an intimate, you know, setting, mm-hmm. like it just ties into so many aspects of our life. So we're not just talking about purely sex here. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting, we're talking about really getting to know yourself on a deep, emotional, intimate yeah. level yeah. as well. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it ties into intimacy. And I think one thing for me is learning to be able to, yeah, know what's important to me in terms of intimacy mm-hmm. and being able to express it. Oh, And I think it's a big definitely. thing for women that we often don't, we don't express it. And I think mm-hmm. there is a focus as well in the bedroom on, on, the, man. on the man. And so often fe- females yeah. are maybe not getting fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in part we're too scared to we're sco- speak too, up. Too scared to speak up and to voice like our needs and desires. So mm. I think that like as a couple, if you can build an environment when it comes to like your sexuality and sex and physical intimacy in your relationship, I think you've really got to build trust and safety within the bedroom and within that exploration of yourselves because yeah, like you're saying like for women especially, like we've come from you know, a place where, yeah, we've been really, like, quite, like, suppressed in, like, being able to voice our needs, our desires, and and for it not to be a taboo topic. So I think that if we've got, you know, a certain level of trust and safety with our partners, then that is when, you know, then you have the freedom to express, hey, this is, like, what I desire, this is what I I really want to explore. Yeah, building that trust, um, you know, and then being able to, I guess, communicate to each other and talk about you know is this this is important to both of us how can we explore this together maybe it's books podcasts Mm -hmm. like how can we dedicate time towards Mm -hmm. this so that we can grow in this area of our area together yeah because i i totally agree i just i think that that area can sometimes be neglected Mm -hmm. and when it is because we're busy in our lives and things come up and everything else gets put before it but this is like what keeps you as a romantic relationship it's it's really the thing that sets you know that relationship really apart because you don't share that with anyone with anyone else yeah and that's main just so sacred that i mean it's so special yeah yeah so i think that when you go through periods of mm. challenge, physical intimacy and sex, like it really is a way to support each other. And reconnect. Like phys- physically and emotionally. And yeah, definitely reconnect you intimately. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like making it the focus and showing up for the intimacy, even when and maybe that, you're like, going through challenge. Like we were talking about before, maybe that's in your lover's code where you say yeah. to each other, okay, when we go through these times where it's more challenging and maybe we don't feel like it, but we know that it will actually help us, it will yeah. support us, it will reconnect us. The amount like, of times... Let's agree to step into it together. Yeah, yeah. The amount of times, and I think a lot of women would testify to this, it's like 
I've noticed within myself, and I think it's very common, that women will have like this building tension of something or other. And then it's like, if your partner like swoops you up and gives you like a kiss and is really affectionate with you. And then you have like, you know, like amazing connected sex. It's like afterwards you're just like, what was the issue? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, you're like, oh, I just had all that beautiful oxytocin. Yeah. I feel super connected to you. And I'm just like, what was that thing I was nagging you about? It's just completely gone. So 100%. I think like that to me is also like an indicator in a relationship. Like if you're starting to feel, yeah, like tension built up and things like this and mm. maybe a little bit mm. naggy, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, just check in. How connected are we intimately? Because I really feel when you, yeah, when you have that, you're both getting all of those beautiful hormones and mm. oxytocin and it is, it's sacred. And it just, to me, it wipes the slate. Oh, 100%. Like, of any like tensions within the relationship and it just reconnects you so deeply. And I think just, yeah, for us, like in a conscious relationship, Mm -hmm. it's important to both parties. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. It like, yeah. And I think, yeah, you've got to know, you've both got to acknowledge to each other, like what is most Mm -hmm. important and then being willing to make the time for it it. and make it important, make it a priority. Definitely. So, okay guys. So, they're, they're sort of the key areas that we feel are really important for laying the foundations for cultivating mm. a conscious romantic relationship. We, we hope you've got a lot out of that. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. Some of our final parting words are, like anything in life, the more you invest, the greater the return. The more you invest into the relationship, the more you're going to get out of mm-hmm. it. Love ultimately is a practice. Oh, yeah. A practice of acceptance and being present, forgiveness, and stretching your heart into vulnerable territories. Oh, yeah, I love that. Love that. So many, so many growth opportunities. Yeah. So much vulnerability. In any moment of challenge in your relationship, ask yourself, what would love do here? I think that's a really powerful question to ask. Come from a place of love rather than fear. And that's bringing consciousness and awareness to a Mm. relationship. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Okay, so in terms of some, like, I guess people that we look to, that you could look to for some relationship inspiration, we really like John Wineland. I'm obsessed. (laughs) He's so good. David Dita. David Dita's books. Brene Brown. I mean, Brene Brown's books. I'm obsessed. Obsessed. Tully and Kat. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll link them on. Yeah, we'll link everyone. We'll link everyone in the show notes. notes. But they're amazing. Mark Groves and Kylie McBeth. I love those two. Absolute powerhouse couple. Our girlfriend, Melissa Ambrosini. Her books Open Wide, Mastering Your Mean Girl. And everything she does on her podcast and her Insta. She's a huge inspiration. Massive. So we will link all of these people up for you in the show notes. want to leave you with a parting quote by Alan DeBotton. Love is a benevolent process whereby two people try to teach each other how to become the best versions of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um, Thank you so much for listening, you guys. We are so grateful to have you here and to be sharing this topic with you. We really hope that you resonate with what we shared. And if you did, we would encourage you to share this episode with anyone you think that needs it. Mm -hmm. On the gram. On the gram. We want to hear from you, your thoughts on the episode. You can tag us both on Instagram. Our handles are at Estelle Allen and at The Wildly. 
We so hope you loved today's deep dive. And finally, if you did, we would be ever so grateful if you could head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a five-star review. We love you guys. Thank you so much for embarking on this journey with us. And thanks for being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, lots of love. Lots of love.